everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. This is a podcast that focuses on the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. And today, Jim, we're going to be talking about a Royal Rumble match that I remember growing up being a big deal at the time. I don't know if it is now as it was back then. Well, you know, and I don't know when this episode's actually airing, but we're just a few weeks away from, you know, possibly, some might say, pro wrestling becoming big again as another promotion enters the enters the competition against WWE. This Royal Rumble was actually the first Royal Rumble that was after their last competition, after WCW was bought um, and ECW folded. So it's, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess I feel like it's a little bit timely um, for me. I didn't remember too much about this. I kind of gone, you know, the invasion thing kind of took me out of it for a little bit. Right, right. And and I think I did watch this one, but I had not remembered too much. I remember aspects of things. Um, and, I, I mean, I'll, I'll save some of the comments for later, but yeah, I... I didn't remember as much as I thought I did for this. Yeah. So, yeah, today we're going to discuss the 2002 Royal Rumble match. And this this is the last Royal Rumble under the WWF name. Oh, wow, that's really uh, historical. Yeah, because the next one is the first under the WWE name. So history is being made in this particular episode i guess we a could lot say. of history yeah yeah i guess they got the f out i i guess they did so what's uh what's our roll call of champions what's going on in the world of wrestling you know what it, i don't even i didn't even think of this i don't even know if there's gonna be what's going on in the world of wrestling did <laughs> tna and uh ring of honor even form you tell us right now well, Ring of Honor doesn't come into play for another month. Okay, so we can't. TNA, TNA doesn't start till like the end of June. What a dry spell for yeah. beginning we have here. All right, so I guess we're just sticking with WWE. What's all, the the roll call of champions and what's going on? All right, so our roll call of champions: Chris Jericho is the WWF champion. Edge is the Intercontinental champion. Christian is the European champion. The Undertaker is the Hardcore Champion. The Tag Team Champions are Spike, Dudley, and Taz. You heard that right. And our Women's Champion is Trish Stratus. Okay. So. So I have a question. Yes. Uh, in regards to this time period. Is this pre or post-draft? This is pre-draft. Pre-draft. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to check all that. Okay, then what about the storylines? Is there anything going on going into this? Well, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but Chris Jericho beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. I don't know if you heard about that. I heard about it in passing. <laughs> just had to get that one in. So, yeah, that's pretty much the big uh, claim there. Also, storyline-wise, we have co-owners of the WWF in Vince McMahon and Ric Flair. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of returns coming into this Royal Rumble. Triple H returns from injury. We have The Godfather, 
Val Venus, Goldust, Mr. Perfect. They're all coming back to the Royal Rumble. Right. Plus, we have Big Boss Fan who just recently came back to TV. So we're having people coming back either because of injury, not being used, or they didn't work in the company at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so what what do we know about uh, any notes that we have going on pre-Rumble? I know that Jim Ross and Jerry Lola are the announcers and that we're doing two-minute intervals. Yes, so our intervals will be every ten minutes mm-hmm. for this one. Um, I, I remember there was a, uh, a backstage promo during the show of Stephanie McMahon proclaiming that Triple H was going to win. And Stone Cold interrupted, saying that he was going to win. That that was really good. Where she he scares her by saying what a lot of times. Yeah. And, and this is, I don't know if he just started. Well, he's he started the what stuff, in, when he was with the Alliance, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Right. So it's still pretty hot at this point because I mean the Alliance ended at Survivor Series, so he had to have. I mean, it's in, probably within the last six months, the what chant started catching fire, which still goes on today. Oh, yeah, they still do. And unlike the yes chant, I actually like the what chant. Oh, I love the what chant. I pissed my sisters off so much with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, these are my first notes for this match because we go to WWF New York. You remember WWF New York? Yes. In fact, I recently read a menu from WWF New York. A lot of puns. Oh, man. So, Shawn Michaels was there. And he talks about how... Well, I'll I'll save one part of it for when we talk about uh, the matches that are on this card. Sure. But he gives his pick for the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm watching it. I'm thinking to myself... Okay, he's going to go Triple H, you know, that's his buddy, that's his best pal. He's like, well, you know, we have a saying, you don't mess with Texas. Spot picks are The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why does he get two picks? Yes, thank you. Why do you get two picks? That damn Shawn Michaels. Um, so yeah, I, I had the whole the Austin Stephanie stuff. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, it's I, I feel like this might have been the easiest Royal Rumble for them to fill guys in because yeah. I feel like some of the WCW guys who weren't in this probably were still under contract. Oh yeah. So like yeah, I mean I think I just think I'm just think it's the easiest. Um, the easiest to fill things in, but oh man, if there's there's one part on this match that I was like, if this doesn't tell you how shit the invasion was, I I don't know what what else will, um, and we'll get to that <laughs> later on. I don't know if you you caught it at all or or whatnot, but all there's right, one see. moment in there. Not even how bad. I'll, I will get to it anyway. Right. Um, do you have any other pre-rumble notes? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so I guess let's get to the Rumble. All right, let's start. So entries one through five, one Rikishi, two Goldust, three the Big Boss Man, four Bradshaw, and five Lance Storm. And I have during this segment eliminated Boss Man. Uh, 
I'll let you start the conversation on this one. Okay, I'm going to start because during the entrance of Rikishi, Jerry Lawler asks the weirdest question to Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. And I have it written down. And, oh, my poor mother, she's going to love me for this. <laughs> he asks he asks Jim Ross, have you ever been puked on? <laughs> to which Jim Ross is like, uh, well, you know, there was this one time, uh, eh, never mind. Wow. I'm, I'm like, really? This is how we're going to start the Rumble? Well, you know how else we started the Rumble? With gold dust again. But you know what? This is the gold dust that I won. This is the gold dust that comes in here that feels like actual gold dust. He's rubbing his chest. He's touching himself. He looks like he wants a piece of Rikishi's ass sexually. This is the <laughs> gold dust that I wanted. Not whatever, 2012, 2013 gold dust or 2017 or 18 gold dust, if he was even in those. Um, this This is probably... The one time I was like, ah, this, this is the gold dust I want. Right. Now, hold on a second. Gold dust, though, is he coming from WCW? Because I remember him being in WCW in, like, the year 2000. Yeah, because, like, he was there till the end. He was seven. Right. And then he dropped that gimmick. Hmm. All right. And then he became Dustin Rhodes. Well, no, that was before. That oh, was, yeah, that's true. That yeah. was when he burned, that was like in 98, when he burned his the gold dust outfit in the tr- garbage. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm thinking too far back. Yeah, that's too far back. Um, uh, but I, I he was definitely in WCW, but this might be a, I was going to say a Haku situation from 2001, but it can't be because WCW is already out of business. Um, I have I saw a sign call, uh, that said some Jew guy. Oh, yeah, I have that. <laughs> That, that, that automatically wins best sign. So Boss Man gets a stink face. And I don't know, like, you said he came back. This wasn't a very impressive showing for his return. Not really. He he looks old in this. Yeah. He, he's starting to age. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, what are they doing with him now? Because... I don't really remember too much after him as the as the McMahon uh, protector, I guess you would say. I know. Like, if I remember correctly. Actually, that's not true, because he broke off from that group. Not really breaking off officially. He just kind of went to do his own thing. Yeah. He, he, ate a do- he made Al Snow eat a dog. Um, and then he also started... Um, Picking on the big show about his dead daddy. Yep. But after that, I don't remember too too much about him. And I don't even remember him being part of the uh, invasion storyline at all. I don't think he ever was. Yeah. It might, be, it might be better for him. That was such a wreck. That's that's true. Although I will say, huge shout out to Late Storm, a.k.a. the MVP of the invasion pay-per-views, in my opinion. Um... Because I did a few years ago, I watched the five pay-per-views during the Invasion Angle. I mean, just the fact that there's only five pay-per-views tells you how sad that was. It should have <laughs> been WWF versus WCW for at least five years. Lance Storm is in the opening match 
four out of the five pay-per-views. Really? And he puts on good matches. He's one of the MVPs of the pay-per-views of the Invasion Angle. Well, didn't Lance Storm also... And again, this is, shows you how shit the Invasion Angle was. Not to say anything bad about Lance Storm, but... Right, right, Wasn't right. Lance Storm the one that fired the first shot? He came in during some match and gave someone a super kick. I want to say so. And the fact that Lance Storm is the first shot should tell everyone all they need to know about that storyline. He was barely U.S. champion in WCW, I think. Well, you know, he he changed it to the Canadian heavyweight title, you know. Sorry, that's correct. Wasn't everything everything under Canadian rules, too? Pretty much. Actually, that was pretty good. I liked I liked his stint in. Uh, I mean, how could you how could you not like the Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational title? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right, he did hold the Hardcore belt, and didn't he? Um, I feel like he did his weight differently, or maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Like, wasn't it know? like, yeah, like kilograms or something? something? Maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else do you have for this segment? Uh oh, got got an animal reference in this first segment. Yes. Uh, Jim Ross says that Goldust is hanging on like an orangutan. Wow. He must have been watching 94 earlier that day. Maybe. Maybe. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention to everyone, so the next episode of this show is going to be episode 25, uh, and that will just be a regular, well, not regular, um, we're, we're going to be talking about the updated stats for Shawn Michaels, Kane, and The Undertaker, and yep. giving our favorite uh episodes since we started this thing yeah that's the key word right there is our favorite episodes right not our favorite matches our favorite or our our favorite guests because we've gotten a a couple of good guests so oh yeah uh, we've had some good i don't want to make it sound like we're putting one guest over the other right right and we're not saying that you know one guest was the worst to me though like when i pick mine it's going to be a combination of like did i enjoy the rumble the guest and like um well, not really the guest. I guess just how I enjoyed the Rumble and how I thought our discussion went. Yeah. Which I guess you could say it's kind of like the guest. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. How much time do we have left? We have three minutes, ten seconds. Uh, I was uh, hoping you didn't say the ten seconds because I would have said, th- did you just say three minutes? <laughs> We're not going to see them at all, are we? Now that maybe, I'm thinking about it. Maybe 03? I guess... As that tag team, I should say. Right, I mean, right. Actually, I don't even know if we see Rosie at all. That's true. Or his shit gimmick, meaning superhero training. We've already mentioned shit in the first segment of this. <laughs> I feel like this should have been the segment we should have talked about the rest of the card. <laughs> oh, well, too late. Let's, we'll, we'll say that later. Um, actually, I do have one more. No, sure. It's a minor note, but I liked it. I actually like the clock. And what I mean by that is the way they like count it down, they have Royal Rumble and the way they just go around in the circle to Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I just like that. Maybe it was the game show fan in me. It is very game showish. Yeah. Um how do you think how do you like this is a weird five because I, I feel like at this point Rikishi's definitely not he's the star of the five. Yeah. 
but he's not like that big at this point. Like I would argue he was probably bigger two years ago in 2000. Right. Right. And he actually, he's another one that just came back as well. Cause I think he was injured for a little bit. Okay. So like this first bit, you have Rikishi just recently returned. Goldust returns that night. Boss man recently returned. Bradshaw and Lance Storm. I wonder why they threw all of them, like, right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Right. Actually, you might have. I might have a theory why in the next segment. Now that I'm looking at it, but uh, we'll we'll get there. How much time do we have left, Bill? One minute. Uh, enough for you to do a gold dust impression. I want good gold dust where he touches himself, not like. Oh yeah, I've already done it. Oh, uh, you're already touching yourself. Great. Tonight, Jim, is a celebration of history. All right, now make an Avengers Endgame movie quote. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Uh, Detective Pikachu movie quote. I talk to you like normal, but around other people, they only hear Pikachu. Uh, Pika Pika. Exactly. What a oh. misuse of Jigglypuff in that movie, by the way. <laughs> or he, didn't, he wasn't used enough, in my opinion. Spoiler alert, people. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it for my nephew. <laughs> my six-year-old nephew's gonna... Well, he'll be seven, actually. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, okay, now we go to six through ten. Six, Al Snow. Seven, Billy. Eight, The Undertaker. Nine, Matt Hardy. Ten, Jeff Hardy. And I have during this segment eliminated Storm, Bradshaw, Goldust, Snow, Rikishi, Gunn, Jeff, and Matt Hardy. You go first. Oh, gosh. Uh, There's a lot to unpack here. There is. When The Undertaker comes out, the arena shakes. Even though he's supposed to be a heel. You know, and he is a heel. He's actually a good heel at this time. The arena just shakes for him. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare to see any Royal Rumble, really, where the arena can literally shake. I think I've only seen it one other time since we've started doing this. Right. Now, let me. Now, I don't usually go into this. Um,. How do I say this? So I don't usually say what I watch it on, whether it's DVD, the network, or right. or just like some other or you know some other means. Um, the Undertaker coming out. What music did you have? Limp Bizkit. Okay. I had generic drum beat. Ha. <laughs> okay. You know what? Can, can we stay? Because we have a while for this segment. Can we stay on the topic of generic music for for a moment? I mean, what, like most of the Alliance? Uh, <laughs> no, I meant for this particular one. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. I want to test real quick your knowledge. Sure. Do you remember what the theme song was for this Royal Rumble? No, because this is when they really started getting in, all their, in there with their rock bands. Okay. It was Kid Rock's Cocky. Oh. They say you're cocky. And you say, what? Exactly. All right. So I watch this, and, and I don't normally tell, I don't normally say where I watch it, but I'm going to on this one. So I watch it on the network, and I'm like, 
okay, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get the Kid Rock song. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame, you know, blah, blah, blah. They give us so generic music. And it, when they go to the part where Steve Austin says what, it feels so oh. out of touch. <laughs> it's like, what's the whole point of putting the what's in if you're not going to have the song in? No, you're right. I, I agree. That's insane. You know what's even more insane, though? They're... There's a thing here with WWE and Bradshaw, I feel like. Like, they are... And I never real, I probably never realized this when I actually watched it when it actually happened in 2002. But, God, I feel like they always over-push him in, the, in these. I want to say the other one was 1998 where I noticed this as well. Like, sure, like, when a new guy comes in, you, the announcer's supposed to, like, put him over for a bit. Right. But I feel like whenever it's Bradshaw, they think he's, like, the most amazing person. Okay, to defend 98, you needed to push your young guys a little bit. Sure. Bradshaw being, he was in there for, like, over a half hour, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that. Sure. Oh, two, I agree with you. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking, like, this is like, because we're not towards the split yet, but we get to the point where, you know, once they do the split, they try to push him first, you know, because mm-hmm. he tries to be like the 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 Stan Hansen type, and right. it doesn't really go anywhere. You know, I was just thinking about. I don't know why I thought about this. You know how we're complaining about the Undertaker's entrance because. Well, first off, the other thing I don't get is, you said yours, you heard Limp Biscuit. Yeah. What? So, they're using Limp Biscuit, but they're not getting Kid Rock. Like, exactly. Now is see now now I'm confused because now part of me is like, wait, maybe it was Kid Rock that they were using. Because remember, first he was the American Badass. Yeah. So and then he went to Limp Biscuit at some point. I'm wondering now, should that have really been Kid Rock American Badass that we heard in the 2002 Royal Rumble? No. You don't think so? Okay. No. Okay, okay, so, yeah, generic drum beat for The Undertaker. And then he comes in and he destroys everyone, which is probably why all your returns have been destroyed, such as your (laughs) gold dust boss man and whatnot it was so that the undertaker could throw people out yep and then oh wait before we get into the whole undertaker hardy's thing gold dust in the middle of this i feel like he's having a mini seizure <sighs> i don't know if you caught this but at one point he's on the ground and he keeps hitting his head on the ground while laying down no, I missed that. And I don't know why, because it wasn't like anyone was attacking him. He was doing it by himself. All right, hmm. and the other thing I wanted to ask you is, I don't know why I thought about this, but since we were complaining about the Undertaker song, <laughs> or I, I'm like, all right, instead of, since we, you're not going to give us a Kid Rock or, well, no, you are going to give us Limp Bizkit. I'd rather, look, since you're going to give me a generic drum beat, can you at least give me Undertaker riding on his bike well, Old Town Road, please. <laughs> I think that would be great. How, someone make that music video, like an Undertaker um, when he's the biker with Old Town Road. 
great. Why don't you give us the rundown of what happened with the Hardys? Because apparently Lita can do whatever she wants. Exactly. So Matt Hardy comes out with Lita. Lita may have given him the kiss of death. I'm not really sure. So Matt and Undertaker fight for two minutes. The Jeff Hardy comes out. Jeff might be the first competitor in the history of the Royal Rumble to enter the match wearing a baseball cap and keeping it on. That's just a joke thing. Lita comes in. It's three on one. (laughs) Managers apparently are allowed for this match. But she's like the only one. Right. So it's like, okay. Bill, where was this cooperation last year against Drew Carey? Oh, jeez. Well, you know, Undertaker did not have an improv pay-per-view about to happen the following weekend. That's true. That's true. So, well, can you imagine Undertaker doing improv? Holy shit. I, I don't think that would go well. He doesn't seem like a... It's weird, because I want to say he doesn't seem like a great talker, but he is, kind of. He is and he isn't, if that makes any sense to anyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of the Hardys beating up The Undertaker? For at least a little bit. Well, it made a little bit of sense. I mean, he's the most viable threat, but... You know, what are you going to do after you try, after you get rid of him, if you do? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and now I don't remember if the Hardys actually split up for the brand split at, at first. Obviously, I know they do later on, because Matt Hardy becomes version one. Right. Uh, but I don't think it happens initially. So, so yeah, I guess Lee is the only one that would... No, well, no, you know what? You know who else would have had a manager? Billy Gunn. Okay, no Rico. Who would have been? Was it not at, no? Not at this time. Oh, okay. In, in, in a few months, but... Okay. Yeah. I'm just looking. Yeah, I think you're right. No one else would have had a manager. How about that? What else do you have? Oh, uh, Jim Ross, when, when Al Snow comes out, he refers to Tough Enough as the Tough Enough Show. <laughs> Good job, JR. Way to plug your own product. Yep, that was uh, ha- that was happening right now. He's the he's the head trainer on the Tough Enough show. So, Al Snow. So how many people would have been in the alliance so far? Lance Storm. That's it, right? No, yeah. I, I, no, Al Snow. Al Snow would have been part of the alliance. No, would he? No, he was busy with the first season of Tough Enough. Oh, so he wasn't even on the air during the invasion? Mm-mm. You would know. You watched all five pay per views apparently recently. Well, know. no, you know what? Let me. Okay, he he did wrestle at Survivor Series. Okay. Against Christian for the European title when Christian was in the Alliance, but. So wait a minute, Al Snow was Team WWF. Yeah. That's weird. Just like how I always thought it was weird that doesn't Tajiri also not join the Alliance for some reason? Exactly. Oh my God! This. Me rethinking about all the illogical things about the Alliance storyline started to get me <laughs> mad. <sighs> how much time do we have left? 20 seconds. All right, let's, we're going to run out the clock just like how The Undertaker waited as well. Yep, we sure are. And I'm just going to think of Undertaker coming down to Old Town Road. <laughs> it's hot as Manny Black. <laughs>
Okay, what are we at? 11 to 15, that's where we're at. 11, Maven, 12, Scotty Tuhati, 13, Christian, 14, Diamond Dallas Page, 15, Chuck. And I have here eliminated Undertaker, Scotty, Maven, question mark. So let me start off by saying the most thing I was most furious about during this entire watch. Okay. Or at least the what I watched it on. They took away the Ho Shell song. The Maven song. Oh, I yeah. Love that song. <laughs> oh. I could see my fantasy. I don't remember all the words. I just right. forgot when. What I see is all in. Yeah. I want a fifth I'm so angry about it. So anyway, the Hardys beat The Undertaker down during this segment. Yeah. And then they eventually, like we mentioned last segment, they were out. But Maven gets in there, and he drop kicks The Undertaker, which that's the one great thing Maven did have. I thought he always had a good drop kick. He did. He really had a good drop kick. Um, and eliminates The Undertaker. And then... To, to like, the biggest pop. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. So this is where things like really started picking up because then they, the Undertaker basically beats him up all over the building. He throws Maven out of the ring, of course, and he's not, of course, it's through the ropes. Yeah. Because I was watching, I'm like, did he? Because I didn't remember if he actually did or not. Because it's like he goes through him at first, mm -hmm. beats him up, then he beats up Scotty too hot because Undertaker hates dancing. Right. Then he throws him back in. Then he throws him over the top. He does throw him over the top? Yeah. Mm, because i that's why I have a question mark in my mind. Because I feel like he doesn't actually do that. He throws him between the ropes before Scotty comes out. Right. And now, and I don't think he goes back in the ring at all after that. It's between the ropes. I'll tell you what. Episode 25, we'll both rewatch it again, or yeah. at least that part, and we'll make a determination. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I didn't give The Undertaker credit for the Maven elimination. In okay. my notes. Um, Jim Russ, uh, uh, as The Undertaker beats up Maven uh, all throughout the building, he's... Oh, I think this was after he uh, Undertaker puts Maven through the popcorn machine. Yeah. Jim Russ says, that savage animal. <laughs> He did. He did. I don't understand why. So after all of the hate that the Hardys had for the Undertaker, why they're not back out here? I don't know. You know, I, I'll tell you that that whole part where Undertaker takes Maven and basically kills him. This crowd is, like, the craziest crowd I think I've ever seen. Because, mm. like, there's this one fan who gets in the way of the camera. He gets knocked over by <laughs> Undertaker. And then when Maven gets taken off the popcorn, some of them, like, spill their drinks on Maven. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, good God, people, settle the hell down. Mm. Actually, you know what? The, I, I am remembering back to what we were saying before. 
And you're right. Now, because I have a note here of the reason why I would have put that question mark there. Um, because The Undertaker's already out. Right. And I don't feel like the person... If someone is not in the match anymore, I I have a I I feel like they shouldn't get credit for it. It's like let's say someone with went on a soccer field, right? Some crazy uh-huh. ass fan, and then yep. the crazy ass fan goes and actually somehow scores a goal. You don't say, uh, "Give me two soccer teams, any two, United and you know, soccer team, uh, Liverpool." All right, yeah, you don't say United ten, Liverpool eight. Fan one. Right. You don't give them credit because they're not in the game. And I don't think people should give people credit when they eliminate when they're not in the match. I agree with you on that. Let's talk about the other crazy thing about this segment. I don't know if you caught this. Jim Ross is fury about the name Chucky. Oh my God. (laughs) This was so terrible. Shinra says Chucky like he's disgusted, but what's yes. but what's great is Lawler calls him out on it, and I'm kind of on Lawler's side. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> it's like Chucky is yucky. He's like Chucky, like that's what he said. <sighs> we get wormed. We get a Scotty too hotty worm. Do I, I, I got a question for you. Sure. Because Jerry Lawler says that he feels wormy. How do you feel wormy? That's a great question. You'd have to ask the boogeyman. Good point. What else do you have for this segment? Oh. Oh, the chair shot Undertaker gave me. Oh. Holy shit. We'd never get that today. No, not in a million years. Unless it's by accident. Right. That was... That was a home run, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he hits him, and it's like, wham! Going, going, gone. Mm-hmm. God, that was such a hard chair shot. I cringed. I actually cringed. <laughs> I, you know, I would do like, though, how they kind of did the... It, it really felt like there was a lot going on, because even as The Undertaker and Raven were fighting... Um, like you'd hear Christian's song as he came out, and then you still have your injured Scott Utahdi making his way to the ring. Like I thought it was all well done to get that feeling like, oh my God, something's happening here, something's happening there. What are mm-hmm. we, we going to keep our eye on? Yeah. Well, uh, we're not going to keep our eye on a guy who just got beat up because he dances. Right. So let's see. So who would be in the... Obviously, Paige was in the Alliance. Yeah. Uh, Christian was in the alliance because that's how he got his song, right? Right. Chuck. Uh, that'd be Chucky. Sorry, Chucky. Um. And we and we already said Lance Storm. Right. So we're up to four. Okay. Because I, I I am going somewhere with this later on, by the way. Oh man, the representation is terrible in this. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's okay though because we have our first. Big name WCW guy in there in Diamond Dallas Page. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember, he wanted Sarah. That was his story. I, I do remember that. Uh, you know what? It's funny. You know what, though? Thinking back to it, I did remember being excited about the Diamond Dallas Page reveal. 
You know what? And it wasn't because of the storyline at all. It right. was the mere fact that it was Diamond Dallas Page, and it, you were like, oh, finally, a yeah. big WCW star versus a big WWF star, even though the storyline sucks. Right. Because up to that, to that point, who were you getting? I mean, like, I like Booker T, but he had only been established, like, maybe within the last six months of that WCW run. Right. Like, it's not like he was a big, Page was there for God knows how long. So I was more excited about that. And then, obviously, we saw what happened there. And yeah. where he is, again, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. How much time do we have left? We have a minute 25. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the name Chucky? You know, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I think about Chucky Finster from Rugrats. That's who I think of, too. Instead of the doll. You know there's a live-action Rugrats coming. No. Okay, there's a movie. There's definitely a movie. I don't know if it's live action. Oh, God, I hope it's not. Maybe it's like Sonic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. I don't like how... I don't like how Tommy looks. Change him! You know what? Sonic the Hedgehog has set the precedent that people can do that. Because that's what happened. They're remaking the design. I didn't think the design was that bad. I did. I disagree with you. Um, and you know what I said though? Like, if you're gonna read, if you're gonna remake some of the movie now, can we please have Doctor Robotnik slash Doctor Eggman as a fat man now? I hate. Yeah. That I hate that he's not fat. Hate it. Come on, Jim. Put on the fat suit. I'll put on if, if Doctor Robotnik needs to be represented like he should, not like how Jim Carrey has him. Come on, Jim Carrey. Put on the fat suit. Put on the fat suit. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Hold on. Sorry about that. Uh, 16 through 20. 16, The Godfather. 17, Albert. 18, Perry Saturn. 19, Steve Austin. 20, Val Venus. And I have during this segment eliminated DDP, Albert, Godfather, Christian, Chucky, and Saturn. I'm going to go first because this is what I was talking about. I don't know if you caught this. Okay. So The Godfather comes out. And don't worry. We'll have the, uh, the home meter in just a little bit. Okay. Because you got to tell me... I don't even know the last time we talked about The Godfather. Now I'm thinking about it. Oh my, and it wouldn't have been like the 2017, 2018, 2019 period. I think it was the third, the 2013. That sounds like it'd be right. So anyway, so he comes out with Hose and then like he keeps, he keeps bringing Hose out. Yeah. While this is happening, Diamond Dallas Page is eliminated off screen. Yep. <laughs> this is how little he means... Within not even a year of WCW game bought out. Yep. They would never do that if it was like a WWE top made guy. And you know what the worst part is, Bill? We don't even get a replay. There's Thanks no replay us. of Diamond Dallas Page's elimination. Now, if that's not a sign to everyone out there how little... The WCW wrestlers meant to the WWE. I, I think that's the perfect example for this show. Meaning for this Royal Rumble show. Right, right. What are your thoughts? I didn't really think about it till you said it. And you're absolutely right. Because DDP 
was one of the hearts and souls of that company, WCW. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was... I'm not going to say he was the original people's champ, but he could have been. Yes. You could make that argument. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he gets to WWE, he's recognized, and he never gets a chance. Just no. never does. Right. Because, you know, it's more important to have him fight over the Undertaker's wife than it is for him to just fucking come out and use the move that got him over in WCW to everyone. The dummy right. cutter. I was, usually that's the problem. Like, imagine if it was just, I'm not even saying the Undertaker, a- anyone. Like, let's see, even say The Rock. Like, that, see, to me, I always thought that The Rock would be, a, would have been a good first opponent for DDP because of the whole, like you said, people's champion thing. Yeah. And you come in, he hits the diamond cutter and fucking runs. Yeah. Because he's just, that, and you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, something like that should have been the first shot, not Landstorm giving a super kick to someone. Yeah. All right, let's go with the home meter. What did you think of these hoes? Uh, home meter is officially broken. You don't remember the last time? No, I mean, it's broken. Like, I can't repair it after all these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when uh, JR said DDP got eliminated, I wrote, who cares? We want mo hoes. God, you've, you've bought right into the don't care about Diamond Dallas Page propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Because, honestly, I didn't, like, I did not remember Godfather had that many women coming right. out of it. Not, not for this one. When I watched it, I was like, shit, dude. <laughs> and then they mentioned how he has an escort service. Right. I wonder if that's still in business. I'm going to check that real quick. Go ahead. Why well, you look on, uh, I don't even know where you would go to look for that now I'm thinking about it. Instead, I'm going to focus on the hip-hop hippo. Yes, I had that as well. I forgot he was the hip-hop hippopotamus. <laughs> but okay, which is worse, the hip-hop hippopotamus or Tensai? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, they equally did nothing for his career. I know. By name, I'd go hip-hop hippo, even though I like it. I like it too. Um, Austin... <laughs> Austin, at one point, so when Austin's in there and he starts cleaning house, he throws Christian and Palumbo back in to beat to beat them up even more, which I thought was great because he had extra time to do it after he eliminates both of them. Um, and then I got excited about seeing Val Venus, and th- and I was like, God, like this feels like this should have been meaning Val Venus versus Austin. This feels like it should have been a match four years ago. Right. Uh, what else do you have? And I think for the next segment, we'll go over the rest of the card. I wrote, is, is Saturn wearing a cow? <laughs> okay. Because of the tights. All right. Those tights are so ridiculously looking. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, God. It's just Why? So let's continue our uh, our count here. So was the hip, uh, no the hip hop hippopotamus certainly could have been part of the alliance. Right, right. Saturn was though. I'm pretty sure of that. Was he? No, because he had yeah, no. He yeah, and he was with Terry Runnels, and I thought Terry Runnels was part of the alliance because yeah. that makes sense. Meaning it doesn't, which is why it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, and Venus. What was the, I? I would. Are you sure this isn't like a return for Val Venus? Because I don't remember him as part of the alliance at all, or the team WWF. Yeah, he was never in the story. Okay, so he's not affiliated. Right. So what does that leave our count to? About. Let's, let's, I think we're let's, still let's, at like four or five. Let's recap. So we had, we had Lance. We had Lance Storm. We had Al Snow. We Christian. Had Christian. Chuck Palumbo. Chuck Palumbo. Well, wait, if Chuck, if Chuck Palumbo's there, shouldn't we need to count Billy because they were, like, doing their thing? He wasn't the one Billy Gunn anymore. True. So Billy counts, too. All right, okay. so how many, how many is that? What does that make it now? Seven? You you counted Paige? Yeah. Okay, so we're at... at six or seven. seven? Let's say seven, and then Saturn, which makes eight. Okay. Okay. Basically, we're gonna we're gonna listen back to this and be like, oh my god, we can't fucking count. Yep. Right. <laughs> so we're gonna say eight as we go into the next segment. Let's do that. Okay. Um. So what else do you have? And like I said, I am going somewhere with this, guys. Uh. You know, I I wrote, can you be eliminated twice? Referring oh, to the Austin, whole. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, you can only be eliminated once. Okay. And by the way, Saturn going in there further cements that there were no managers allowed, even though Lita did whatever the hell she wanted. Pretty much. Because Terry Rumbles didn't come out. And maybe at this point, was Steve Austin still with Deborah? Yeah. I feel like they just cold dropped that when the Alliance stuff was over. Because that was definitely more of a, like, that storyline stayed in the, it kind of started a little before WrestleMania 17. Right. For the most part, after the alliance and all that stuff ended, I, I don't, th- you know what, I might be willing to, Beth, I don't think you see Deborah again. For what you might re- be, you might be onto something. Yeah, because for what reason would you see her if not for Steve Austin? Because they didn't pair her with anyone else. Okay. Uh, Even though she was the Rock's manager. We got some time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Godfather owns a strip club. Nice. It is called Cheetahs. Where is it? It, There's two. The one that she has is in Las Vegas. Okay. And if you're in Las Vegas, you could go see him. You could meet him. Every Friday and Saturday night between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Well, I guess he's not going to be on SmackDown. Uh, no. <laughs> when it comes on on Fox. Uh, and where's the other location? You said the San location. Diego. Okay. Well, good for him. He's starting a chain, or he started a chain. Yeah. Um. Actually, what's known about this? I have because we got 53 seconds. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the one in San Diego serves no alcohol, and it achieved notoriety for having been frequent frequented by some of the September 11th hijackers. Really? Yes. <gasps> That's a really interesting fact, actually. Wow. The Las Vegas one was used in the movie Showgirls. Really? Wow, he's, uh... I mean, one of them's known for something really bad. The other's known for... Right. ...being in 
famous. Like, I'm going to not say, I guess, good, right? Like, I said, <laughs> right. <laughs> way, to, way to defend yourself, Jim. <laughs> I mean, certainly, yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, 21 to 25, 21, Tess, 22, Triple H, 23, The Hurricane, 24, Farouk, 25, Mr. Perfect. I have during this segment eliminated Venus, Tess, Hurricane, and Farouk. Um, so we're going to talk about the rest of the card in a second, but I do want to bring up the payoff of why I've been asking about the Alliance members. Okay. So they mentioned that Tess won an immunity battle royal. Yes. Which is why he's still here from the Alliance, but... We just named like eight other people that are also from the Alliance that are still yeah. here. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Perfect was a big surprise. Straight off didn't, of his rap is crap stuff. Didn't get quite the pop I thought he would. You know what? You're right. I didn't think of it, but you're right. Uh, let's go through the rest of the card. Okay, rest of the card, it's pretty simple here. Spike Dudley and Taz beat the Dudley boys to stay the tag team champions. William Regal defeated Edge to win the Intercontinental title. Trish Stratus defeated Jazz to stay the women's champion. Jacqueline is the referee. Okay. Uh, Ric Flair beats Mr. McMahon in a street fight. And Chris Jericho beats The Rock to stay the champ. So I have during a segment here, and I think you want to bring something up that was more, like you mentioned that, um, you're going to give us a little bit now, and then you want to bring more of it up later on? I'll let you go. Uh, bring, it up a little, bring it up a little later. Okay. There's... Are you Are you going to talk about the Ric Flair segment at all? Oh! No, oh, no. Uh, the Shawn Michaels thing. Uh, actually, why don't I bring no, it up? No, no, no. Oh, that's what it was. The show. Okay. We can, no, I have a thing about Ric Flair. But, okay. Uh, you all go right. first with Shawn Michaels. All right, because Shawn says during what he's on, how that match was so good by two of the most influential people in his life. Wait, who, who's this? Who's he Sean talking Mike. about? Who is he? But he's, talking about, he's talking about the Ric Flair-Vince match. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. And it's like, that was an amazing performance by two of the most influential people of my life, Vince McMahon and Ric Flair. Okay. Yeah. And then he gets two picks. Yep, he gets two picks. All right, so there's a segment with Ric Flair where he's entering the building. Okay. And while this seems like a very innocent segment, here's what I, what, I, what I noticed, though. Right after, like, he's coming into the building, you know, it's, it's one of their whole, like, oh, look who's in the building, he's here. Yeah. Then they roll a package for the Ric Flair-McMahon match. Okay. Then it's next. How few minutes did this man have to prepare? <laughs> you know what I bet? I bet he was the originator of the, I got a suit, I'll rip it off, boom, I'm in my other clothes, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> right, because I was like, hmm, okay. I guess Flair's Mr. Speed when it comes to, because he would have had to, Go to the dressing room, change out, yep. get to the ring. I'm going to assume he doesn't go to hair and makeup. Right. Get to the ring, 
but I missed <laughs> the ringside area. And I think it was all if I, I mean, I didn't time it, but it probably was within six minutes after that aired. Right. Even if Vince came out first, it's still not that much time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, is this, is this where Charlotte is at as well? Cause she has a camera. Am I remembering that right? No, I wasn't paying. I wasn't sorry. I wasn't looking for Charlotte. Because it's like it's either her or the other daughter, which is that's Megan. There. Right? Megan, yeah. Isn't that the one married to Conrad Thompson? Yeah. Okay. I Conrad Thompson. Wow. Sixty-eight podcast about wrestling. God, you know what? I can never be him. Like I can't even imagine. I'm struggling doing two podcasts. <laughs> and as of this recording, he has, well, I have a feeling he's not going to be doing one of them soon. But right now, he has four. Right. So, and I think that's amazing. I, even if I had no job, I don't know if I can do four. Right. So hard. Um, okay. Going back to the mat, the uh, Royal Rumble match. Do you have anything else for the segment? Because I didn't even, I didn't let you talk. So, for some um, The one that I had, it's very minor, but I was a little surprised. Farouk gets booed, I think. Okay. Did I miss? Did I like mishear that? You, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. He's not someone that I pegged for. I'm gonna pay attention to see what this guy's reaction is. Right. But it's like, Could be did right. he just get booed? Damn. It's Farouk. Exactly. That's what I had in my note. Booze for Farouk. Damn. Guys, you're whoever. Whatever. I don't even know where they are for this, but. Where are uh, they? Do you know? They are in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, for fucks, that makes the DDP stuff even worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Atlanta, you booed the wrong acolyte. <laughs> Constant boo should be showered on JBL. Hey, Atlanta, oh. why did you get enough money to buy WCW? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, Eric Bischoff uh, didn't kill WCW. Atlanta killed WCW. <laughs> I mean, some might say that Shrews' Turner's bases are in Atlanta. And yet here we are, full circle again on TNT. Yep. I'm surprised. I'm so surprised that TNT's like, yeah, we want more of this. I really yep. am. Um, not to say it's, I'm, uh, like, against it. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised. Like, if I had something that lost me major money... I don't think I'd be lucky to, like, get back in that game. Yeah. Uh, okay, this must be a new generation or something. Um, yeah, so I want to go back to Perfect, though. Okay. Real quick. So, because how much time do we have left? Three and a half minutes. Oh, good, okay. Do you think... Oh, God, again. This is... A, why couldn't he have... They brought him in just, like, four months earlier. Okay, I'd like to hear this. No, because I'm saying, because he could have been part of the invasion. Like, it's like they purpose. I swear to fucking God. It's like they like kept they, him out on purpose? Right! It's, and the same thing goes with, like, all the other people they would wind up getting. I mean, Ric Flair, they had him come in the day after the invasion. I don't know about perfect, though. Okay. If... If they were to bring him, it would have been a good idea to be like, you know, I was loyal, blah, blah, blah. Then Vince kicked me to the curb. Then I went to WCW, had a resurgence. I'm mm. sticking with the Alliance. Right, right. And, and, and he could have bought his 
Who could have bought the uh, the West Texas Rednecks with him? He could have. I mean, did they have the, all of the? Well, they probably didn't have. Who who was in that again? It was it was him. It was Barry Ken, Windham. Barry Windham wasn't another Windham in there. I thought it was yeah like Kendall. Kendall Kendall Windham, and who was the? Who let was me look that up. Look that up. But they could have bought them in, and who knows? They could have been like a uh, a non. WWE non WCW stable. You could have had tweeners that weren't on either side. Okay, the group was Kurt Henning, yeah, Barry Windham, mm-hmm. Kendall Windham, Bobby Duncan Jr. Of course. And I'm gonna mention the last one just to see if you can figure out who it is. I always thought there were four. <laughs> nope, there's a fifth. Oh wait, I think I know it. Is it Vincent? Yep, it is, but what's his name? I don't know what the hell they would have called him. Curly Bill. Curly Bill? <laughs> Curly Bill. Now there's a group that should go down to the old town road. Make their make, make their horse have their horse on the old town road. Oh, so much little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus on my mind this episode. Curly Bill. <laughs> wow. I, I'm actually a little surprised that I never got called that, thankfully. I want to know the episode of when he joins in on Nitro. <laughs> or Thunder. It could have been happening on Thunder. It could have been a Thunder. You know what, Bill? That seems very like Thunder material-ish. It does. <laughs> like the time that, I don't remember what episode, but I watched a random Thunder. And it was basically Vincent trying to become the head of nwo black and white somehow oh geez he was like conspiring or something like that right it was i think it was like late 99 or something something around there okay so i I remember he like it was just the nwo i think it was nwo b team like oh yeah them and and i feel like he was vouching to try to you know advance in his leadership role Okay, and now we're at our final five. 26, Kurt Angle. 27, Big Show. 28, Kane. 29, Rob Van Dam. 30, Booker T. And I have during this segment as we make our way to the final four, Big Show, Kane, RVD, and Booker T. Wow, uh, we, didn't get, we didn't have to go far for that. No, no. Um, my two notes were, I would love to see, per, I would have liked to see Perfect versus Rob Van Dam. Oh, that would have been a good match. My second note is Booker pulls a Coco Beware because he's eliminated very quickly as number 30. But he at least eliminates somebody. That's true. But you know what makes this even worse? It's an, it's WCW's other big star quickly eliminated. Yep. In Atlanta, no less. Yep. And you just picture uh, like how the booking meeting for this one went. All right, so we're going to get Booker the hell out of there. Uh, <laughs> fuck WCW. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I have to mention this because we actually get one of the best chants, I think, ever. Hmm, okay. Angle comes out. This is we, – we still have a few more to go in the match. 
so you have some fans chanting you suck and the other fans are chanting what it's like you suck what <laughs> you suck what you suck what it was so good <laughs> it's pretty good i don't think i caught that i think i was too busy paying attention to how badly wcw was getting buried after the invasion angle yeah and then van damme he gets in there he's a house of fire like he's hitting all of his moves and then one pedigree later he's done Mm, the best. <laughs> Wasn't this his return? Van Dam? Yeah. No. And they ran video packages? Oh, I'm thinking of another Rumble then. You're thinking of another one. All right, all right. I thought it was his return. Of course, it was Hunter's doing all along. <laughs> Actually, so this is. Because Hunter just. Did Hunter just come back? <laughs> Yeah, this is his first this match. This is like his garden thing, right? Or Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else for this segment? Uh, I wrote, it's starting to feel long. Yeah, I would agree with you. Well, it's weird because they... I, I get why they did it, but it's... So, like, Angle, Big Show, Kane, Van Damme, Booker T, they're all, like, at least somewhat big stars, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. they held all them because they had all the stuff. They held them until now because they had all the stuff with The Undertaker earlier. So you kind of need him to be by himself. And then they had the Austin Triple H stuff, um, which you kind of need them to be by themselves. So, which by default led them to have all these other guys come in at the last five. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Let's get to the final four. Here we go. It comes down to Triple H, Angle, Mr. Perfect, and Steve Austin. Angle eliminates Austin, which leads to Perfect, Triple H. Oh, wait. I messed up, didn't I? No, I don't think you did. I think I did because I have Austin twice here. Oh, okay. This is a big mess up. Now I'm confused. Help, Bill. Help. Okay, so Angle eliminates Austin. Yes, I have that. That was correct. Comes down to Triple H, Angle, and Perfect. Angle, that's what it was supposed to be. I mixed up my A people. So it's Perfect uh, Angle versus Triple H. You know what? Let's have you finish it off because now I have Austin down. Okay. So we're down to those three. Triple H eliminates Mr. Perfect. It's down to Triple H and Kurt Angle. Triple H eliminates Kurt Angle. Triple H wins the Royal Rumble. Mm, the best. <laughs> really, that's why I wanted you to take over so I could do that. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, I don't, I feel like I don't even need to ask. Does Triple H get a clear path to WrestleMania? No, he doesn't. What? What happens? <laughs> um, okay. So this is what happens. Kurt Angle complains because this was his first Royal Rumble. And he always wins in his first of everything. Okay. First Olympics, first King of the Ring, first title shot, blah, blah, blah. And he's like... I'll never get another first shot. So then he comes up with some plan to convince Triple H to put his title shot on the line against Kurt Angle at No Way Out. Okay. Which Triple H is like, okay, I'll do it. Which, by the way, isn't this the... uh... The, uh, the event where Vince injects poison into his company? Yeah, we're yeah. basically getting to that. Right, because, you know, you could have got them five months ago. 
And then Stephanie McMahon tells Triple H that she's pregnant. Okay. They're going to have a baby. Hmm. So they're going to renew their vows. And before they do, Linda McMahon calls Hunter and tells him she was never pregnant. She just fooled you. So Triple H, you know, puts two and two together. He basically gets a divorce, tries to get a divorce. And Stephanie McMahon puts herself in the match as the guest referee for No Way Out, to which Kurt Angle wins. So Kurt Angle gets the title shot. All right. I don't remember this at all, but okay. However, the next night on Raw... Rick Flair says, Woo! You gotta put your title shot up against Triple H tonight. Woo! Okay. And Triple H wins back his title shot, which leads to Triple H and Jericho, and Triple H wins in the most uninspired main event of WrestleMania history. To be fair, this is actually not, even though I'm, I'm making fun, I actually was okay with Triple H at this period of time. It was after, like I said, after uh, Wrestle after WrestleMania 22. That's that's yeah. my my line for this because I feel like he once he lost to Cena, that should have been the, the end of his career. He put someone over on his way out. Yeah, I mean now, but he still keeps wrestling over and over again. Yep, this is the best. Mm. Uh, what do you think of the, the Rumble match itself here? I really enjoyed the first half of this match. Mm-hmm. The first half I thought was very enjoyable. Once you get pat, once you get to like Austin and triple H, that's when it starts to go downhill. Not saying it's bad. It's good, but it's not really that good. It's not one of the best. I agree with you. I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Uh, you know, I, I like the Maven undertaker stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, in, yeah, like you said, I mean, at first I liked the Austin Triple H stuff too, but then after a little bit, it's kind of like, ah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, weird seeing all these Alliance people in this match, considering the Alliance is gone. Now, I get it that maybe they're still under contract and you got to do something with them. Right. But I don't know why they're not in, like, I feel like it would be a typical Vince character move to have them in, like, demeaning roles, you know, like, have, uh, um, I don't know, give me an Alliance guy that, as an example, uh, um, Saturn, like, yeah. since he's at Moppy, he's a janitor now, you know, stuff like that. It doesn't right. make any sense why you'd put them in this match to possibly headline your biggest show of the year. Which, are we still calling WrestleMania their biggest show of the year in 2019? I've heard rumors about this that some people consider the Saudi Arabia shows now the biggest shows of the year. I I still call WrestleMania the biggest show. I feel like it might be the Saudi Arabia shows because of the money wise. I don't know. I'm just curious. I didn't know right. where you stood on that. Um anyway. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't like love love it. Right. Like I wasn't all over it like I was two thousand one, which is the previous exactly. year. Um it's fine. I Bill, uh, people can find me at That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter and That's Podcasting.com. We'll be back next time with episode 25. Uh, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. You can check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show, which pops up each and every Friday. And that's really about it. Uh, so tune in next time for episode 25. It's our halfway point of this podcast. Bring back some good memories. <sighs> so until then, the 2002 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.